Hello and welcome to an interesting choice of the Radio for Scotland Network. Happy birthday, Gregorian calendar. That's right, it's 2015. By which I mean, of course, it is quarter past eight. We have the news coming up at nine o'clock, but before that, today's joint features the album Dope Smoker by the band Sleep. We now go live to the episode. Today we have a guest. Chris Turner. Chris. Hello, that's me. Yeah, I get the comfy headphones. Yeah. The very comfy headphones. You have a backup mic just in case. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I feel like I'm about to start playing Call of Duty and uh, we can play Call of Duty some noobs. Oh, we, we could. could. I we do have a large monitor. Like, yeah, yeah, we could. I would get shot because I, I just said that to sound cool. I've never, never played it. I'm not a gamer. Uh, oh, I know, no, a gamer, just non-competitive FIFA against the computer. Because mm. then, if you're losing, you just kind of just put the difficulty down, just hammer six goals in. Yep. But it's off topic already, and there's not <laughs> enough time. We're off the rails. Off the rails. I'd I'd much rather talk about <laughs> computer games than this one-hour track. I have no idea how we're going to usually uh, how we're going to tackle this. We usually go track by track. Yeah. Which we track could. one. <laughs> This is my favourite track. (laughs) This is almost also the worst track. Let me ask you, why do you want to do this album? Sleep were a band that I got into when I was probably about 13 or 14 and was getting into stuff. I think via Queens of the Stone Age, I got into Caius. um, Proper, you know, kind of desert rock. And I think maybe my 14th birthday, I was sent via a strange woman on a stoner rock forum about 25 just burnt albums um, and I listened to them all. I used to be a guitarist as well. I used to play in a couple of bands that were just trying to emulate all these heavy and slow mm. bands. And I mean, mm. it was just me and me and one of my best mates, and mm. we just have big, loud yeah. amplifiers turned up and just kind of go for a couple of hours and uh, maybe not be entirely sober. Uh, and then that continued for about three or four years throughout secondary school, trying to be much cooler than I was. Mm. Uh, and then we kind of went off in the deep end and started playing drone, so kind of stuff like Sun. Sun yeah. yeah, really yeah, big Sun fans. I, I started listening to this album, just going a little bit to the start of this, because we don't have a traditional structure for this episode. Still unsure two, how we're going to tackle it. first two minutes of this album was basically just that riff, and yeah. I was dreading this being like Sun of an hour of just playing a chord. <laughs> See, when those drums came in, it was like, thank fuck for that <laughs> i have something else to listen to yeah i was seeing a lot of black sabbath that first riff i was like oh this is mm. very sabbath but yeah like a really slow sabbath yeah it's very it doesn't develop and it's just the same riff yeah like i really like sun i really mm. love sun. And i think they're really good. brilliant stuff i've seen them live they've, they've yeah i've seen them live and om who are the band that came out yeah, so the drummer and the bassist yeah they're very very ritualistic and so i've seen sleep live because they reformed for um, mm-hmm. A little tour, and I saw the first gig of that. They were formed in mm. Birmingham at Supersonic Festival, and mm-hmm. On were on, and Sleep were on. And Sleep just, they only played like snippets of Dope Smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've got a couple of really good albums anyway that are kind of like bluesy stoner rock mm-hmm. um, called Holy Mountain and Volume One. I've heard mm-hmm. Holy Mountain's supposed to be very good. It's very good. Album. It's all like really, really good riffs. Like there's a song called Dragonaut, which is pretty killer, and that was a riff I remember playing a lot of. So that came out, Holy Mountain came out before, before and then before. there was a so these, hype yeah, about them. They all came out and then they got signed by, I think, London Records, who previously hadn't had any heavy bands on. And they signed with them because they said, oh, we'll give you the most money and full creative control. Yeah. Six-figure yeah. contract, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so appa- yeah. So apparently they had one E&R guy who was a big fan of Stoner Rock signed Sleep 
based on their previous work. And then that guy quit. Yeah, like a a few weeks after they signed and they were stuck with a stoner rock band that Mm. they didn't necessarily want. Who delivered hours of material to this guy who's never heard them before. Mm. There's there's rumours about what they actually done. So apparently they got this six-figure deal in creative control. I think I think it's accepted they did it in two three month sessions or two two month sessions or something. But other accounts say they just took the money and spent on amps and weed. So that's yeah, that's what we always went with because um, that was the kind. I of, can believe it. Yeah, that's the holy grail. Someone going, hey, here's a lot of money. You can buy a lot of drugs and a lot of guitar amplification. I'm um, glad they bought the amps though because they're not just like stoner yeah. dropouts. Yeah, like, they still have so music. The whole they yeah. didn't drop out of life. With uh, with bong in hand, yeah. The, the first lyric, the which is a great first lyric. Um, really drop out, yeah. Drop out of life with bong in hand. Follow the smoke to the rift-filled land. I was just so overcome with joy that vocals <laughs> had came in that something but changed. But it's so funny when it happens. It <laughs> yeah. comes in and like that sounds like a ridiculous line. But if you get into the song and you just kind of say, "Oh, you're going, yeah, 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 we will do that, Al." <laughs> and Al Cisneros. When I saw him play with Sleep at um, supersonic it was he was so high and he would just was on stage and he just lit up a joint and all the crowd like yeah and this is after the smoking ban and, <laughs> and security come on and go you can't do that and he's like oh I'm sorry and he's got a very weird voice and he kind of he puts it out, out and, they, and they take it away and he just pulls out another one and just lights it up and then just carries on playing and people are coming up and he's like no oh, man <laughs> um, playing away and you've got Chris on the drums and he's just like keeping this it was amazing um and then seeing, yeah, seeing Sleep was pretty great. I'd imagine they'd, they'd be a very good band to see live. Hmm. They seem a lot like Fish, like there's another podcast that analyzes yeah. Fish, and this seems like the same sort of music. There's just big, long, extended mm. jams, and I think that's kind of better to see live to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, you say jams. My research on this indicates there was four years of work. It's four yeah, years of jams. Yeah. Meticulously planning it. Yeah, so I think, so if, if you guys like Swans... I haven't heard them. The band, not, not the creature. Um, I'm a fan of Swans. They, like, every, I'm a big fan of Swans. Every time that they bring out a new album, it's always got these big, big, long songs on like 27-minute songs. Out of their last two albums, I mean, like earlier stuff is still long, but not as long. Um, and that's all developed from stuff they jam out on the tour, and then they just kind of work on it and work on it and work on it until it's like a proper song, and it's got all these ebbs and flows. And I think even though it's an hour-long track, Deb Smoker still has all of that in. And... I, I as a big fan of the track, I don't find it in any places getting boring. There's always mm. something that's coming up, um, and that's listening to it, you know, not stoned, um, which isn't a prerequisite. But I think the main prerequisite is either just really loud sound system or mm. really decent headphones. Well, gonna... yeah, funny you should say that. Like, I listened to it the first two times on a nice speaker system and quite loud and got headaches both times. <laughs> But the, and I listened to it a third time and enjoyed it a lot more. And it was on headphones at a lower volume. But I got into the grooves more and I got into the jams and just enjoyed it as kind of back, mm. maybe more as background music. That's something. I, yeah. yeah, there's some there's some music and bands that I like that are perhaps referential to this. Like if you've ever heard Mogwai's My Father, My King, which is like a 20 minute song that Mogwai do, or any of lightning bolts early stuff yeah it's similar in the sense of it's really loud slightly repeating the riff but the time constraints of 20 minutes i was down for at nowhere was pushing it for me Mm. so i think for me i really like lightning bolt and especially the early stuff the the riffs are amazing but Mm. lightning bolt 
I think, get through the riffs so fast. And it is yeah. quite often just one riff for the song. And that you, by the end of the song, you go, God, that riff's used up. And yeah. I, I still don't feel that when you get to the end of Dope Smoker, it's been used up because it is... There's a lot I of mean, it's forward a, it's, momentum. Yeah, it's a very mm. good riff, mm. um, which obviously it has to be. Um, <laughs> and the fact that they've got all the breaks, like the soloing in that album is so beautiful. There are some good songs. And so good that you kind of, it stops you thinking, oh, these are just stoner idiots who yeah. can't really play. You go, oh, wait a minute, they can really play. Yeah, this is my big problem with stoner rock. There's really dynamic solos and when they are in centre stage of the song, they are like, oh, this is really good. And then that goes away for about 20 minutes. And it's still got forward momentum from solo to solo, but my my preference falls into that lightning bolt side, which is more like uh, ADHD, more riffs, riffs, riffs constantly. Yeah, it's kind of full on assault. Yeah. Should we listen to a clip then? Let's, Do you want to yeah. go to like where we'll the lyrics the kick in? Maybe like eight minutes, eighteen. Okay, so let's go past the first eight minutes and get into the first. Yeah, you'll catch up on the riff quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're not. We could listen to a bit of the start to see how that riff builds up if you want. Don't worry, we'll hear it at eight minutes. Now, I'm going to presume that the riff-filled land is not on fire. They're just doing it. That's my presumption of what that spoke is yeah. from. One of the things I found out about this album is... Do you want to turn it down a bit? No, no, no I'm turning it up. <laughs> we could just have it in the background, low. I'm not sure if we can get away with that. Uh, if I edit this, it won't help. Mm. Well, I think in terms of the album, it's definitely the story that's that's more remarkable than the record. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the the different incarnations of it, the reissues. I... Well, they did initially. Initially, it wasn't this called Jerusalem and had tracks yeah, on it. and it's it. much, it's shorter. But the thing is, it's got six tracks and they're all called Jerusalem, they're all Jerusalem. as well. They're all about 10 minutes long. Um, How and... is that the compromised position yeah, of the label? And it's only like 10, 10 minutes short or something, was it as well? Yeah, yeah. I think like you, not all of them ended up made the song. Mm. Was another thing not that they did they've done two months of rehearsals or four months or whatever it mm. was but they n never played the song the same way twice was that not an, also a thing well there is a i've got a quote here from al cesernos i believe the song was getting slower as they practiced it and then it got weird so <laughs> you should hear the non-weird version <laughs> and another quote there was so much to memorise for that album. We had to do it in like three different sections because a reel-to-reel -reel only holds 22 minutes. That's the crazy thing. Like how I, I'm so confused as how you even set about making an album like this, like writing, conceiving an hour-long song and then getting everyone to rehearse it and play it. Like, oh, you made a mistake. Do they play it all in all in a one-er? Like, does anyone know how this... I mean, it's, it's, yeah, 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 and it's definitely a... It's, it's a live recording. They're all playing in the same studio at the same time. That just seems nuts. Like, there's so many points that they can go wrong. Mm. I quite like that they've got the limits, the reel-to-reel. Yeah. And in the past, I think, you know, you see, like, great bands uh, working within the limits of their studios and using everything to their full capacity. And then them just going, oh, well, we'll just, you know, go over that and yeah. do more. Um, this rough. song is longer than 22 minutes. Oh, no, no, that's fine. We can just stop the band put on a new reel, continue. Yeah. They're not inhibited by technology. Mm. 
I did find it quite unusual that the reissue of this comes with a, like a bonus track of Holy Mountain. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a bad recording. And on top of that, who thought we need a bonus track at the end of this hour-long So album? I think that was them going, oh, well, a CD can now hold like 74 <laughs> yeah. minutes, so let's yeah. just fill it Technology's up. Technology's <laughs> caught up yeah. with them. We can exploit that. It's difficult to have a go at these lyrics because they seem like they know exactly what they're talking about. There's definitely a story here. It's hard Finding... to follow the story though, because like the lyrics come it's one line every seven out. minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. like what did he say before? Something Isn't about it... Israel. Yeah, it's like the pilgrimage of the Weedians. Proceeds to the Weedians. The Weedian Nazareth. Nazareth. I think this album's about smoking weed. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go out and say that. I think there's some subtle lyrics, but I think this is about dope smoking. I love the art <laughs> with this album in the context of these lyrics, because I looked at the first, the Jerusalem release art. And with this, it's a bit weird. It doesn't work, but then mm. the reissue... The reissue, yeah. Eric Roper. Eric Roper, yeah. What is basically like a fantasy painting of these aliens with... They've got I like, can only describe them as technologically advanced bongs. Yeah, it's like they look like NASA spacemen, but if the spacesuit was made purely yeah. to provide you with, with weed smoke... I want to see this, I've not seen that. It's really oh. good. And like, and Eric Roper, was a, he's a big mm. stoner rock kind of artist illustrating a he's lot of stuff. He's your go-to guy for Stoner Rock. Yeah. They used to have another guitarist, I think. Um, or maybe I'm maybe I'm getting very confused in them in early Nirvana. Was it Nirvana had the guitarist that went away to become a monk? Nirvana had the guitarist that shot himself. <laughs> that is true. Um, there's there's a guitarist who became a monk, and I can't remember if that's if I'm thinking Was there of, a, of I thought sleep Nirvana or, was just a three-piece unless they had a different... Oh, well, like early sleep. Nirvana, like Bleach era Nirvana has like Dale Crover playing drums who then I went on to be the Melvins, Pat Smear as a guitarist yeah. as well. Like, that means that I kind of... So I've seen... I really like the Melvins and I've seen Chris from Nirvana play with the Melvins. So I was like, oh, I've seen two-thirds of, <laughs> of early Nirvana. What's missing? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Should we listen to some more? We could listen to a solo. We could go to a solo. Do you want to go to a solo? There's yes, a solo of 14 what, what's minutes. What's your favourite solo? He started with 14 minutes, so I'm going to that. I've not wrote down my favourite solo. I've wrote down there's one at 14.23 and there's one at 39. I think the solos are kind of these little bursts of psychedelia yeah. uh, in it. Like, there's a band called 13 Floor Elevators. Yeah, who are like that's kind of one of the, the van. I think the the vanguard of psychedelic music because they had the whole bottle. They, the guy played a bottle jug, an electric bottle jug, that's and it's just like that kind of like whoop 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 sound. And he used to play this sound like blowing over the top of the bottle, basically. Jug song. Um, and yeah, I think these kind of just burst out. And when you're listening to it, and you're in that kind of stupor that's induced by the riff, mm. this just comes out, and it kind of it's very swirly yeah. as a solo, and that's why now he plays with I think those nine strings because it gives you an automatic chorus effect yeah, I think rather than having to use any effects, effects for this the musicianship is just great and it is like what you're saying where you'll be kind of hypnotised by that repetitive fairly simple riff and then this just blasts from nowhere uh, it is again I think that would be really good to see live it's almost like because people give avant-garde jazz musicians a really hard time by saying oh they're just playing a bunch of random stuff yeah and they've been smoking weed all day yeah but then if you hear like them play like a, a jazz standard or something that requires like quite a lot of virtuoso musicianship like oh these guys can play and I think that's the same with sleep like oh these guys can play 
Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, the first album's kind of, I think they showed that. And they can write really catchy songs. And they had a couple of songs on there that you could probably count as radio-friendly. Really? In terms of, like, <laughs> I want to listen in terms, to this. No, in terms of the early 90s being, you know, kind of a bit grungy. Sure. And, be more accessible to Pearl Jam and Soundgarden stuff because Soundgarden's later stuff was radio friendly, but earlier Soundgarden's pretty heavy. And I, mean, I was going to say during that solo, that sounded like Soundgarden to me. Well, Kim Tile, who's yeah, Soundgarden's guitarist, is like worked with Sun on a couple of things and is very into drone. Mm. Um, and again, again not that this album, I was surprised it got good ratings. So AV Club gave an yeah. A, got an eight and a half on Pitchfork, got a ten on mm -hmm. Pop Matters. Like this was a critically acclaimed album. I think perhaps a large amount of this is how influential this kind of album would have been to people after it, because people, people like Sun, for instance, and other bands like that weren't. There weren't a lot of those kind of bands doing this kind of music, and then since then, people like Boris and Bongzilla have, have oh, yeah. came around. Boris, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah, he's Boris Johnson a big, came around. Um, he's big in Japan. Bongzilla fan. <laughs> Bongzilla are pretty... They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. So I do like that, that whole thing of... There were all these stoner bands that popped up, like Bong Ripper and um, Weed, Eat, Weed Eater are great. Weed Eater are a really good band. Live. I want to know Sorry. what makes these bands ridiculous yeah. compared to Sleep. What are <laughs> yeah. these guys doing? You so, may have noticed the names. Yeah, Weed Eater. But stuff like Weed Eater, you watch them in concert, and I saw... There's just three of them, and the lead singer's called Dixie Dave, um, and he performs strapped to the side of his amplifier. He has a bottle of like cough syrup and his voice is kind of very kind of like <laughs> and between so every it's not a gimmick this is like a medical condition he has yeah to between eat. every song he just he has a straw in the bottle of cough syrup and he he drinks it and then this is seriously not a gimmick no no, no and, and halfway through the songs he has a bucket like a spittoon and he thinks but he just throws up in it in the middle of the songs every song he throws up because he just has to lubricate his vocal cords and they're, they're amazing live because their drummer has this massive drum set, not in a kind of Mike Portnoy, oh, look how brilliant I am way, just in a kind of, <laughs> I really like lots of big drums and cymbals. Mm. And at the start of the show, he'll stand up and he gets like, cracks open a couple of cans of beer and just pours them all over the drum set. <laughs> so for the first song, he'll just be hitting it and just there's beer It'll flying be up everywhere. Um, they, I remember they were passing bottles of whiskey around the concert, they take a swing and then pass it around, although you're going to get sick lips on the thing. Um, and they're, they're, they're an amazing band. Um, and very influenced, but also I want to know what doctors tell <laughs> this guy. Like may maybe the cough syrup. That's maybe what the doctor told him. But to vomit to lubricate your throat, I think must that's be just like a lot sure, of acid. I'm sure he's got stuff. a medical straw with it. Yeah, I think that happens when you drink a lot of cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame spiral of cough syrup. But that's what he has to do. He has to drink a lot of cough syrup. So that's just that's one of the side effects. Yeah, vomiting. Let me just go to this point in the album. Um, getting back to sleep, of course. At this point, we're at about 21 minutes, and it feels like the way that they're playing the song, perhaps this is how they jammed it initially, is that everything comes to a stop, and that's just the natural stopping point. Oh, is this the bit where it comes in with like clean guitar? Yeah. No, is that later on? I like that bit this as well. Is, this is where they're just coming to the end of the first reel. Yeah, this is the end of the first reel. That... And I Me think and John had a yeah. conversation about this, about how we were going to tackle this, and I asked him if there were movements. <laughs> oh, there's definitely movements, though. Are there? Yeah, I think I think there are. I mean, they like probably Godspeed. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that <laughs> latest Godspeed. album. So oh, good. good I listened yeah. to that in Vigland Sculpture Park in Norway. <laughs> Just like that soundtrack's it. Yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, I like to think that. Um, 
Al and Chris just put their sticks and their picks down and Matt's just going, no, I'm going. I'm still going, guys. And they're like, oh, we're just going to pop to the loo. If you're going, when we come back in, we'll pick it up. They have, they've got a roadie in who will just play for that little point. They can all have a nap. They'll take a break. Yeah. Come back in. Because you'd have to take a bathroom break and... (laughs) Like no, no, I'm, I'm sure it's like a serious athletic competition where they prepare. It's for an that endurance hour. event, yeah. yeah, like Formula One race. If you need to go, you just do you it, just in, do your, it in the do suit. suit. Do they wear special suits to sleep? Have yeah, bon- the bunk suits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We've covered this. They're like scuba divers. I forgot pop. NASA was working with them to develop all this uh, technology. If NASA don't do it, who else are going to do it? Stoners. Yeah. Also, on the thing of the amps, um, like Al's base cabs, especially, are these massive eight by, I think eight by fifteen, eight bass speakers are heavy and they were just all in green Tolex just that was the covering mm. they all look green and and the, the Matamp, because of wheat yeah brand their amps <laughs> oh, by see. the colour so it was like Matamp green so it's green over the front of it yeah. my Pike's amps are all green and it's you see on the stage just like these crazy <laughs> American... these guys are serious about smoking weed <laughs> I, I would lo- love to see them do like a big showy like the wall extravaganza <laughs> of this album with like those people from that art, like the hash aliens, and like on the background of that cover, there's two moons, and they explain the story of the Hashishians. Yeah, this is like a concept album about smoking weed, I think. Yeah. Let's play that clean part, because it is a good part. Yeah, that's nice. This is at 40 minutes, so this is the second 22-minute reel, basically. It's almost a fake-out ending. It sounds like they're about yeah, to stop. Again, is this not quite Soundgarden-y or another... It's, it's, the, the, the tone is band? quite similar, yeah. It's got that same effect. To, um... Yeah. One part that threw me for literally a loop was near the end... Literally? Literally a loop was when near the end he starts again coming up with drop out of life with bong in hand. I became concerned that I'd just been listening to the same track over a loop constantly. What do you think drop out of life means? You tune in, first of all. Right. Then you drop out. But what, uh, what do you think he's trying to say? Apparently as part of the band at that point that they were becoming obsessed with doing weed. It was the only important thing. So that's a just and getting high writing and that's them out of life. They're just... Yeah. The importance of that. And they dedicated four years and an hour of the tape. The importance of being high. Yeah. Okay. It's like the importance of being earnest, except being high. <laughs> that was my joke, thanks. I thought it was important to say it. <laughs> I can't remember how long this bit goes on for. We're playing a game here where <laughs> it could go on like this forever. What what time are we at? 43, 43 minutes basically. At 56 minutes, there's a slight change in the vocal melody. That's <laughs> notable. Let, I'm not going to pass that up. 56 minutes, you say? I think a lot of people must have freaked out at this point. They go, whoa. We've just been hypnotized up until now. Goes up instead of down, I think. Goes up. Dynamic range is yeah. changing. For the first time he does that. <laughs> He's just showing off. They came up with that like a one month and two weeks in. Let's just put the vocal melody mm-hmm. up here rather than just the same one again. I'm like, yeah. Let's literally change it up. 
Sounds good. Ad infinitum. Mm. We reached the end of the album. Indeed, we have. Yeah, ends without ends without fanfare. It just kind of like for a song that has so many. It would of those be great if it ended things. with fanfare, like a trumpet Ta-da! fanfare. Just what like yeah. Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, <laughs> horns. Du, 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 du. The end. I'm trying to remember the Final Fantasy VII fanfare at the moment now. I decided just just do a okay. generic fanfare. John sitting there, he knows it. I've just got it. Got it here. Yeah, it's a great great game. Still prefer eight though. Let's fight. It's pretty good soundtrack. Simmons well. Yeah. Anyway. Let's rate what we usually do is rate these albums as love, hate, let's like, go or back into the structure of this let's, episode. Let's go back to a common structure <laughs> we're used to, yeah. And whether we'd recommend the album or not recommend it, uh, Chris, uh, people want to know, yeah. Well, obviously, I recommend it, and I recommend it. Uh, you mentioned before, like background music, and I, I'm a big, big lover of background music, talking about like free jazz and things like that. I really like that for background stuff because background doesn't necessarily have to mean simple and kind of atmospheric it Mm. can just as easily mean something that's actually engaging a different part of your brain i I recommend i recommend it as yeah background or even listening to but i I totally get that listening to it is hard and it's very rare that i'll sit down and listen to all in one go um you know i've got both versions of it on my ipod and just have it you know if one of them comes up and you've got like the seven minute snippet from Mm. the original jerusalem release that's like nice just to go, oh, yeah, there's the riff again. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I know and that riff. Yeah, it just, it's, I, I really love it, and I'm very, very biased because it was a very formative mm. album. Mm. But I think as an experience, it's, it's very unusual for music, and I yeah. think that is something that people who like music would want to seek out. So would you recommend or not recommend Wheat to the kids? Um, I, I, I would... I would, you know, well, it depends where you're living. If you're in certain states of America or in, in think Holland. Of your, think of the PR people. Are these kids the musicians? Newspapers. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, no. I'm bigger in Holland than I am a, I'm in the UK. So, yeah, go ahead for it, kids. Um, it's legal. It's totally legal. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't need to be high to listen to it. And uh, mum and dad, I never was. <laughs> Martin. Had you heard Stoner Rock before? No, I hadn't heard Stoner Rock. That's what I like about this podcast. It forces you to (laughs) listen to this. I would have never tried to give this a chance, but I'm glad I did. But it did take me three chances to get into it. But I probably will try and listen to it again and, uh, yeah, try and get into it a bit more. I'm not... I can't say love. I'd probably say I like it. I'm not sure who I'd recommend it to. I don't know anyone else. We've got a mutual friend uh, who has seen this band live. That would be the only person I'd recommend it to. But it would be a wasted recommendation because he's already a fan. So. It's quite it's quite fun. that the, It is a tough song to get into. And it's weird if that's your first song that you've heard. It's a tough song. It, you know, it's my first it's weird uh, Stoner Rock song. Yeah, because people are like, oh, it's a gateway drug. This isn't a gateway <laughs> song. There are way better this albums to introduce you. This is a locked gate. Yeah. This is like the, the apogee. You reach this peak and then... Because I don't think there are there are stoner albums better than this. Um, I've been worried that this is going to get me into stoner rock and then I'm just going to get into like cocaine yeah. rock and heroin, heroin rock. And, and yeah. it's just a slippery slope. Which is Nirvana. <laughs> John. Thank you for remembering. <laughs> Do you, would you recommend this? Uh, I probably would recommend it, and I do like it. Um, I would recommend it as this as very representative of this genre. Like, mm. there's a lot of bands um, that you don't 
probably need to listen to much of to get what they're doing. Um, so if you listen to this and you're into it, then there's a whole bunch of other bands you can listen to. That's probably good. At, it's probably a good introduction. It's to, a good gateway band. I'm trying to dance around that phrase. <laughs> yeah, because we're already ready to use it. Yeah. But it seems like a good gateway to figure out if you like Stone and Rock or not. If you're on board within the first ten minutes, there's a whole bunch of other bands you're gonna like. Yeah. If you're not on board, you probably want to stop that it's, record. At it's that also point. quite good if you're one of those uh, hipster music posers. Oh, yeah. which we both are. Cool. There oh, yeah. are certain yeah. bands that you can just listen to one album of theirs, and either they've so Neutral Milk Hotel. You only have to listen to two albums, and you've heard everything, and you can be like, "Yeah, I love yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel." This is a really great example. If you listen, you know, real sleep fans don't massively care i think about volume one and holy mountain that much like this is the the peak it's like there's you know uh, black metal weakling great album they only did one album they're a brilliant band i think it's called dead as dreams that's like my black metal recommendation to anyone you go listen to that find out if you like black metal and you've already listened to what is one of the best albums in that genre mm, this yeah. is the best for stoner rock yeah um and it's quite easy to go yeah man i like all genres yeah i like <laughs> stoner rock so i'm glad that i can now see that as a hipster yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm really in a stoner rock. Yeah, a neutral metal town. Yeah, sleep. Have you heard of sleep? Yeah, excellent, excellent episodes. Thank you very much for attending. Thank you so much for having me. Plugs. Do you have anything that you would like to plug into the ball socket? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a comedian, um, and uh, I'm I'm doing shows. I do shows all around the country, and uh, maybe by the time uh, this is out, or shortly after you have heard it. Uh, my album, Chris Turner, Pretty Fly, will be available for download uh, or purchase from New Wave Dynamics. Excellent. You can find us, of course, at HMM Choice. It's HMM Choice. On Twitter. Till next time. Arrivederci.